Dusty, what's the one book you can always find in our car when we're on a trip? Honestly, Mike, it is usually a Moon travel guide. That's right. Moon is our favorite travel guidebook publisher because not only are they a source for ethical travel and the best ways to get away, but their books also are packed full of information on everything from sites to see, trails to hike, restaurants, and lodging, all from real authors who are local to the areas they're writing about. That's right. And we're so excited that this year we are again partnering with Moon Travel Guides. Ready to cross something off your travel bucket list in 2024? Have a lot of great ideas for trips, but don't know how to get started or keep your itinerary organized? Wherever your wanderings might take you or inspire you to go, Moon Travel has you covered. Moon Travel is the travel guidebook publisher for ethical travel. Don't spend months trying to craft the perfect getaway when you can do it all with Moon. Whether you're headed abroad, planning to take to the open road, or want to wander the trails of a national park, make sure to pack a Moon Travel Guide with you. Through the end of 2024, our listeners can get 20% off any Moon Travel Guide when they use the code GAZE20 at checkout. That's amazing. And that is code GAZE24, G-A-Z-E-2-4 for 20% off any Moon travel guide in Moon's entire library. And that is just for our listeners, and you cannot find that anywhere else. Be sure to visit Moon.com. Head to our show notes and check it out and see Moon's entire collection of travel guidebooks. So... Those cookies last night, what angel made those for us? Like, what angel grocer? You know, it's funny because, like, my favorite thing to do is to make Eat cookies. cookies. <laughs> no, it's to make them mm-hmm. and then put them in um, packaging that comes from oh. grocery stores. <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> so it's the old one-two fake out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. No, that would be uh, Lytle or oh. Lidl. Great. However you say it. Not an official sponsor, but could be. <laughs> but could be. Because um, you talk nothing but, you God, know. I love that grocery about store. Lytle. Love that grocery store. Right, right. And well, last night we ate cookies. <laughs> we did. And there ain't nothing wrong with that. No. Live your pandemic cookie-eating li- life. <laughs> Do whatever you must. Right, to survive. <laughs> That's right. Right, That's find right. the joy somewhere. May it be with cookies or, you know. Cookies. <laughs> or right. cookies. Or cookies. Right. Right. Or later today, I was thinking about... Cookies. Cookies. <laughs> so funny that you said that. I was going to take a walk and go get some cookies. Right. Right. Because we are living in the year 2052 now, <laughs> fully. Right. It's so funny. Yesterday, it was 2036. Right. Today, it's 2052. Time, unlike the Madonna song, when we're done doesn't with, go by so slowly. Exactly. When we're done with this episode, it'll be 2075. Right. Exactly. But we'll still have radiant skin and beautiful hair. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> because of cookies. Because of cookies. <laughs> cookies. That contain collagen. Yep. Collagen cookies. Collagen cookies. Mm-hmm. I know. How's everybody doing out there? <laughs> I know. For real, right? Right. I think we're all... How we're are y'all all, doing? Uh, you know? On this roller coaster ride of the year, this is clearly we've stripped down and our bare bones with um, our cold opens, and we're just talking about life. <laughs> <laughs> and here we are. Yeah, it has been what a wild, wild ride. That is all I have. I know it has cookies. been. It has been. So yes, take care of yourself with cookies, everybody. Mm-hmm. Looking for adventure, I want to follow on the trail Or get a little lost and let the wind fill my sails Get up when the stars still fill the sky, don't wake the sun There's so much to be done 
And the day has just begun Go where the postcards are real You can feel, you can open your eyes And open your heart when you gaze At the National Park At the National Park At the National Park Follow you, I'll follow you California, what a trip and the way back machine we are taking. We are. Yeah. This was 2018. This was a trip we took in April. Yes, it during was a spring a break. Spring trip. break. Mm-hmm. This is our last park from this trip. It is. It yeah. is. Yeah. But this is the second trip we took to national parks on spring breaks. Yes. Yes. Because yes. the year before we'd gone to Utah. Right. And Arizona. And the year after this, we had gone to Colorado. Right. We Colorado. Colorado. Yeah. Yeah. We hitting them all. Hitting them know. all. Okay. 2018. <laughs> 2018. Barack Obama was president. Yeah. It was a simpler time. No, he wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, he wasn't. What deluded cookie laden fantasy have you been living in? I know. Because. Well, that's. I, I think maybe that's just what I'm going to say from now on. Oh, when I talk about the years 2016 <laughs> to 2020. <laughs> right, right. Just like, you know, no, because we don't want that to be associated with his legacy. No, we don't. <laughs> no. no, we don't. Right. We hadn't even started the show at this point in time. No, this was like, we did. This was about six months before we started the show. Right. Yeah. We had actually done three. This would have been our third trip to national parks because we did a driving trip to Shenandoah. Um, and then later that year, we went to Acadia. No, 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 In 2017, the summer of 2017, after we had done Utah, we did a driving trip to Shenandoah, Congaree, and... Um, right, I'm saying, yeah. and then after this, trip to california yes. later in 2018 yes. we went to welcome Acadia. to our show where we just bicker <laughs> <laughs> yes you're right that's we when did. we started we that's when we like the inception of this idea happens that's when right leonardo dicaprio crept into our brains and planted an idea right right Movies anyway that i only saw once and fell asleep in. that's fine um anyway the park that we are headed to which is joshua tree so yes, um, this was a big trip for us because it was the second like really large trip that we had taken. Um, and we were headed to California, which I think we were both very excited about. Yes. We had both previously been to California separately from one another. Yeah. yeah. The first time I'd been to California was to visit my friend in LA. Right. And so I'd been to LA, San Diego, and San Francisco. Right. And the first time I was out was just a solo trip to San Francisco. I did um, Yosemite. That's the first time I went to a national That's park. That's right. So yeah, so we were actually going to be seeing friends on this trip, which was also adding to the excitement level. That's right. right. This trip included the park we're talking about today, which is Joshua Tree. Mm-hmm. Also Sequoia, Kings Canyon, Yosemite, and then Channel Island. Right. And this trip almost included a trip to Death Valley, which... But then it ended up getting cut. Right. And Channel Islands filled the void. That's true. That's true. <laughs> right. Slid right. into home plate there right there at the end. Ain't no complaints. No, not no. at all. We were meeting up with two of my friends, my one good friend from college, Fu, and her husband, Bill, in Joshua Tree. So that was like part of the adventure, which 
we hadn't really done any travels or hiking with friends in the parks at this point. This was no. sort of like the first time that we were able to do that too. So that was that was something to yeah, look forward to. Yeah, I was looking to. forward to that. We flew into LAX. Right. From from Newark. Newark. Do you want to talk about how I was upset and like very flustered because our flights changed a million times? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if there's one thing that I don't like, it's change when it comes to travel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like over here going like, all right, well, all nothing right. we can do. About now it. the time is this. Yep. And you're just like a wreck. Right. Because my itinerary, which was carefully planned, I know. has exploded. We were supposed to arrive in LA by 11. Right. AM. Yeah. And that would have meant we would have been out to Joshua Tree. We got in on a like, Saturday, right? Wasn't it a Saturday or a Friday? It might have been Friday. Or, I think it was Friday or Saturday. I think. It was a Saturday Great. because I remember the following day in the hike that we talk about later. Was Easter. Was Easter Sunday. Great. And also April 1st. Yes. You slept over at my place the night before and right. we got up like ridiculously early to go catch the flight. Right, which then ended up being delayed. Delayed. So, yeah. So, we were... Originally, our plan was to kind of get there. We were going to beat Fu and Bill out to Joshua Tree. I think we were going to poke around a little ourselves, but it actually ended up working out because of our timing that we got there basically at the same time. That's right. This was also the trip where um, (laughs) we went to pick up the rental car and it was like a kiosk (laughs) that we could have seen people but there was a kiosk to do everything you had rented the car (laughs) and the the kiosk was like is the other person that's driving your spouse or domestic partner and we (laughs) we both looked at each other for a a difficult question (laughs) like "Mm, neither of these things are actually true not actually true but common law friendship (laughs) yeah common law friendship exactly exactly yeah yeah common law partnership and in a different way right so we picked up the car which was super easy as compared to picking up the car in utah you mean in las vegas in las vegas <laughs> right. headed to utah right you hear we, all about that on that episode. yeah we definitely had reverse ptsd on this right right trip, right which so is great <laughs> we went with a different company yeah i just remember driving out to joshua tree and having the landscape be very different from even our drive. Well, because like, we had to drive through LA for a little while, right. which is always fun. I I think I was driving that day. You did. Because I was like, no. I was I'm like, I love driving in LA. Let's Mm-mm. do it. So um, you were like, you can go for it. <laughs> I'll drive in LA. You drive on cliffs. Yep. So it's fair. yeah, it's fair. Works mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. So we headed out and it was mainly, you know, Los Angeles freeway for a long time. Right. Until finally it like shifted into desert. Like vast expansive desert. Right. Yeah. With like windmills. And by windmills, yeah. I mean like, you know, wind power in the distance. Right. Wind power um, for, you know, energy purposes. Energy purposes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then eventually like, you know, you you start to see Joshua Tree, like you get to, you see the signs for um, Palm Springs, right? I don't remember. What's I the gay know. community out it there? It is Palm Springs. Yeah, Palm yeah, Springs. Yeah, yeah. I thought so. Um, so you see the signs for Palm Springs. And oh, then, I think we saw them and we were like, oh, on another trip yeah. at another time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then you kind of like start to inch closer to Joshua Tree. And it's very interesting just because it is a desert community, how everything is sort of laid out and 
it's just it's everything is very open like there's no yeah. like no hiding anything vast <laughs> it's expansive vast, expansive openness openness um even just like on the main road where there are like stores and like strip malls where things are like it just is open and you can see very very far but we like end up getting to our Airbnb, which was down like a dirt. Not all the roads are paved like off of the main road, but they're pretty well maintained. Like we were like on a dirt sort of road, like to our Airbnb. Right. Right. We were. It was neighborhood. Right. It was neighborhood, but they didn't have like everything. And a subdivision. Yeah. And, yeah. Like, yeah. You know, it was. Yeah. And we did finally arrive at our Airbnb. Right. Which if you could imagine a space that was perfectly tailored to the interests of Michael. <laughs> this was right. the Airbnb. We great. did not realize it would be, but like you walk in and it was just like, there were crystals everywhere. Right. There was angel cards, angel cards, beautiful artwork, mm-hmm. desert artwork. Right. And you were like, Oh my God. I was like, God, I found my perfect place. I found my perfect place. Um, but they also like the room that we were in, I think they had like two or three rooms that they rented. It was a normal house. Um, they had each room had their own like separate bathroom. Like we had an ensuite bathroom, which I don't think I realized because, or I don't think I realized we shouldn't use the hall bathroom because that was somebody else's. Um, right, right. But they like in the room, they had like a welcome Mike and Dusty, like on a chalkboard. Oh, yeah. Like it was super, super quaint. Sweet. Yeah. The owners that run the Airbnb were like, yeah, we decided to do Airbnb. We actually renovated our garage into our living space. And then we just rent out the main house now. And it was like just great. It was really, really like such a well-maintained and like beautiful space. It was space. close yeah. to the entrance of the park. Oh, gosh. It was like a stone's throw kind yeah. of like it was really, really wild um, to how like I feel like that's the closest we've really stayed yeah. when you think about like park distance like Mm -hmm. i can't think of another park where we were that close i mean maybe in colorado on the grand lake side that was really close that is true but that's really about it yeah um but after we kind of checked in there we met up with bill and foo or sometimes as i confuse them as boo and phil because it's easy (laughs) to like transpose those and we started to catch up with them dusty had never met them before foo was a friend uh, like I said, a good friend from college. She was a graduate student in printmaking and book arts, one of the, you know, three in the world. Right. Along with Casey and Carrie and me. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and Leah. And then there you <laughs> go. Met. You've named all right? of them. That's it. That's all Everyone the printmakers. Everyone who's ever we majored are in a printmaking. Rare breed. And yeah, so we just like got to catch up, which was so great. Fu is just the most full of life person I have ever met. She is just like bursting with joy. I feel like all the time. So it was like such a nice, warm welcome to really be able to like be with them. Joshua Tree is a very special place to the two of them. They'd been a bunch. They both were East Coast people. They moved out to California. Fu moved out to be with Bill and then they got married eventually. But Joshua Tree was something that they would always go to and the park that they would always visit. They knew it very, very well. So we were excited to be able to share that journey with them. And we were excited that they would be our tour guides for a lot of this park. And with that, let's take a break. So we're going to play the game of tropes, which is a game I really love. Yes. And I had a, I was excited about this one because I feel like this is like the tropiest trope, trope that right. ever did trope. So today's game of tropes is your TV sitcom family 
All right. So I'm going to ask you for a few things that you're going to need to come up with. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to need to come up with your your spouse or your love interest, the family that is involved in the show that will be like central characters in the show, your um, your neighbor or like friend that will mm-hmm. always like just kind of pop over. Um, you also need to come up with your job, which is usually pretty secondary, but we want to round right. out your career a little bit. Right. And um, your family pet. Great. Great. So those are the things that you need to come up with. And so that when, you know, something falls over, we can all go like, oh, Spencer. <laughs> right. Exactly. If that's the family pet's name. Mm-hmm. Great. Oh, I like Spencer that. Spencer is a Komodo dragon. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. It could be. Could be. Great. And you should come up with a title for the show, too. Oh. So that's six things. Oh, Lord. That's a lot of okay, things. Okay. Well, then take it one at a time. I'm going to take it one at a time. <laughs> Great. Okay. Shall I start? You may begin. Okay. Okay. You know, like we're talking about Joshua Tree today. So mm-hmm. I do feel like instinctually, like this is going to be set somewhere in like uh, a desert. Mm-hmm area mm-hmm. that's just sort of immediately where i'm thinking okay i would be a lecturer like a professor mm-hmm. and i would lecture at the local college okay. and like i think the whole thing about my characters i would geek out so hard about things that like other people are like oh well all right right that's so boring dad you know like yeah. that kind of stuff mm-hmm. I yeah well now I'm gonna steal that I think I have to have a Komodo dragon named Spencer <laughs> as my pet right no you Great. know what I think my house is an animal sanctuary too oh, okay for like for animals that so you're a biologist maybe biologist there we go, there you um, go. for uh, animals that n- were never meant to be domesticated but happened to be and then that person could not take care of them so they end up coming to live with me so you're like a reverse tiger king yeah but okay. like a but a but an animal, but I mean, animal sanctuary success. Yeah, no, I right? know. I'm just saying. So kind of like that, right? <laughs> yes. Right. But I don't charge people to see those Great. animals. They just are in the house. Okay. So that's why I think there is a... A Komodo dragon A Komodo named dragon Spencer. named Spencer. Right. Yeah. The animal sanctuary is more upkept by my partner in the show, mm-hmm. who right now, only because we watched that episode of Difficult People last night, is going to be played by Mark Consuelo. Oh, there you go. And then I think... <laughs> Live your fantasies. Of course. I think I have... What else do we have? <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, I think there are definitely some kids in the show. Okay. You need to have a neighbor or a friend. A neighbor or friend. I'm going to have cousins who come over too okay, all the great. time. So they could fill the they could fill the void of that. Right. But I think the role. neighbor is a good character. Right. I think I would want the neighbor to be like this wise character mm-hmm. that constantly also is able to like give impart wisdom. Sage wisdom. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And sage so, wisdom on our list, by the way. They <laughs> she should, should be. be. Right. Uh, to which I think that would be Lavar Burton. Great. Yes. I love that. Mm-hmm. And then... What's the title of your show? Here's another thing. I think it would also <laughs> be... Our house would also be an Airbnb. Great. You so just, it would be this like rotating... People oh, can come in and go. they would just be like, we also have this, you know, koala bear, but I'm going to try and get the koala bear out of here mm-hmm. so that you can have the bedroom. Mm-hmm. I mean, like there's mm-hmm. so much fun involved with that. It's a shame Animal House is already a title for Animal something. House, I know. <laughs> I kind of want to like call it like Desert Oasis or mm-hmm. something like that mm-hmm. because I feel like that would be fun because it would be like the name of the Animal Sanctuary is Desert Oasis Got you. or something. Got you. Anyway, there we go. Okay, great. I love that. Great. What Good. about yours? 
So I think that I'm going to like come at this from, I guess, a different angle. I think my show title would be called Mix and Match. Okay. Um, and I would be like a repair, like a repairman. Like I would have like a shop that I would be able to like just do repairs on different like. Oh, on lots of different on things. On different things, like kind of like a handyman shop. Um, and I think that my partner in the show would be like very straight laced and like like maybe like a lawyer or something that's like a very like I wear a suit to work sort of career. So there's like this almost odd couple-esque pairing that's happening, hence mix and match. Right. Um, I think that my partner would likely be played by, I feel like a younger Matthew Perry would be like, oh, yeah. that's who I would, mm-hmm. you know, if we could travel back in time. Is there anyone of our generation that you would equate to like a Matthew Perry-esque sort of oh, energy? A Matthew Perry-esque sort of energy. Mm. I'm just going to like, I I actually do sort of equate like a, like a Zac Efron with that humor. Oh, well, I, I am fine with that. that. Great. <laughs> Wonderful. I will take it. Beautiful. What a lovely suggestion you've given to me. You're welcome. I'm married now. Goodbye. <laughs> so yeah. So we'll say Zac Efron. That's fine. I'll take that. Um, didn't he play him? He played like a younger version of Matthew Perry in that movie. Oh, what movie? <laughs> I don't know this. You're like, I have to watch this movie. Because and um, then go get he a was career married, in casting. He was married to Leslie Mann, Matthew Perry, and like their marriage was sort of on the rocks. And then like he like through magic or like some circumstance became younger and it was Zac Efron. I don't know this. Not, I, don't I don't know, know her. I don't know what the name of this movie is, but... That's interesting. Let's consult. Let's consult the internet as I sweat to death over here. I don't know why you're so hot. Because it's that camera. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, he's like a straight laced lawyer. I do think that we would have like two kids for sure. I also feel like the family characters would be sort of like the in-laws like it would be like his parents and my parents they would be kind of like our rotating um guest stars and there'd be some friction there of course naturally naturally i do feel like we would live in a city somewhere i think we might have like an apartment we might not be in a home but like a you know a sizable apartment the movie is 17 again there you go (laughs) (laughs) the neighbor would be a zany gal pal who happened to be like the next apartment over Great. who is like kind of like off the wall, very artistic. Like the kids will go over sometimes and just like hang out with her. So mm-hmm. there'll be side stories there. Oh, I see. Um, and I feel like the pet would probably be like a dog of some sort, mm-hmm. you know, standard sitcom family animal, not as Great. exciting as your Komodo dragon. Well, name Spencer. Name Spencer. And then, okay, great. Our, ours would be named Charles Marmaduke. <laughs> Charles Marmaduke. <laughs> it would right. be a Great Dane, actually. That's perfect because that talk about like a dog that's large and has a presence. And there's definitely a lot of pratfalls to be had there. And I think you could have like your character could have the dog trained to like bring you things. Yes. Yeah. I love this. Mm-hmm. So if anybody is in production and would like to produce Mix either of our shows. and Desert Oasis. There we go. And that's Tropes. We would like to acknowledge that while hiking and exploring Joshua Tree National Park, that we were on the traditional and stolen lands of the Serrano, Kuya, Chimueve, and Mojave people. 
So let's talk a little bit about Joshua Tree as a park before we kind of like venture out there together. The park was established on August 10th of 1936 as a national monument. What a surprise, a Leo. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then it was made a national park on Halloween of 1994. Scary. Scorpio. Scary Scorpio. Great. So it's a Leo sun sign and a Scorpio ride. Sure. Okay, great. (laughs) Great. Great. So the park is about 1,235 square miles. It's really well known for astronomy, for climbing, hiking, horseback riding, and mountain biking. There's also a lot of things that surround the park that are kind of like not roadside attractions not that i want to say that but they're they are interesting things in and of themselves and so some of those things which we didn't get a chance to see although we were very close to the noah purifoy outdoor desert art museum um, there's also the institute of metaphysics um, salvation mountain the integatron sound bath so those are just some things too to kind of like take a look at. Um, Joshua Tree itself, the town is very interesting. There is like a main road, but for the most part, it is, like we said, very open. The community itself is just kind of vast desert. There are several visitor centers that you could potentially um, visit. The one that we went to was the main visitor center, which was the Joshua Tree Visitor Center. Let's talk for a second about this park and how it is definitely a little different from other national parks we have visited. Yes. And Bill and Fu also kind of told us that it was a little bit different. Right. It was going to not be the same kind of experience, meaning this is, while there are some hiking trails, Mm -hmm. there's not many, but while there are some, this isn't really a park you come to to do hiking trails. And they sort of like explain that to us, which is why we were like, we're so glad we're with you both because, you know, this is something you're really familiar with. And it became clear to me that Joshua Tree was really, really known for just sort of like a, it's this area where people come to escape, particularly from LA. Yeah. And, and San just, Diego too. And San Diego. Yep. And it's this retreat kind it's of. It's this desert oasis. It is a desert oasis. Right. Um, Definitely. And um, we actually have a a close friend of ours that just moved out there. One of my, uh, another friend from college, Frank, he lives right in Joshua Tree, essentially. Um, And so he uses the park too. He like bikes through the park. Like there, there are a lot of things to like do and explore in Joshua Tree. But I I think to Dusty's credit and to what he's saying, it's true. I, I do feel like it is more, there are stops to go out, get out and do things or do small hikes and see things. Um, and less of like, this is a really long trail that you should do. Also, it is a desert. So thinking about hiking in exposed, you know, exposure essentially all at all times, whether it's in the daytime when it could potentially be extremely hot or at night when it could extremely drop, Like there's a lot to consider there when you're out in the elements. I do think camping is a really big part of the park because one of the spots that we stopped at, one of our first spots, there was actually a campground right there. That's right. So let's talk a little bit about our first little adventure out into the park. That's right. Fu and Bill took us to this place called Jumbo Rock. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we had been driving through. They kind of like drove us almost all the way to the other end of the park, like the way you come in, like the road does kind of like cut through at like a weird angle. And they kind of took us all the way down 
I don't know if you remember like driving all the yeah, way out there. Yeah, I remember there. that. And they're like, you know what? Let's turn around. And, and it was around sunset. Oh yeah, it was. So it was and dusky. And then by the time we got to Jumbo Rock, it was just a little past sunset, and it was like getting a little darker. Yeah, yeah. So they talk a lot about you know just the park in general, but we also just were doing some catch up, and you were getting some just you know getting to know them for the first time. But um, Jumbo Rocks does have a campground right near it. The nice thing is, is like we're able to do some exploring here. There isn't a trail per se, but there are like kind of primitive routes that you can sort of like meander. And it's it's not as like frowned upon, at least from what we know, as In like this other specific parks. area yes, of the park. Yes, um, to like kind of go off trail. Yeah, to just quotes, wander to about wander. in this yeah. area. Um, because Joshua Tree is because it is desert desert is very delicate in its development right and so staying on the trail is very very important especially when it comes to joshua trees because joshua trees only grow in this area of the world right and um it takes them thousands of years to do to what they do develop <laughs> and grow into what they are so we get to kind of like just kind of like it's almost like a rock scramble in a lot of ways right. where we're at um it was like a imagine like a an open desert area with lots of large boulders around that you could just like walk around through like down down like, i mean sit and just look out like i mean it wasn't like a trail with like a there's the beginning and then there's the end right. and we're coming back like this was just sort of like an exploratory area. Yeah, it was. Like eventually we kind of get onto this very large sort of flat rock, which you kind of like are able to see. Again, it's vastness. It is just desert vastness. But that's when like we could see, I could see the campground like in the distance. And it wasn't that far from where we were at. Like we were on the side of the main road that like cuts through the park. So like the turnoff for the campground was like a little further up. We just kind of like saw so much different wildlife and different plant life, not wildlife, but plant life. Um, I think that was what excited me a lot of just being able to explore sort of a desert because I had never been to a desert prior to this. Well, that's a lie. I'd never been to a California desert. <laughs> we had done deserts, obviously, when we were in Utah. But um, it was just different. It was very, very, very different. It was fun. Like, it was just fun to be able to, like, not have any destination, but to just do that exploring and to have that experience. And it seems like that's the kind of experience that a lot of people go to Joshua Tree for. Right. An escape. Yeah. A place to go to, to rejuvenate, mm -hmm. heal. This is one area of Joshua Tree that definitely provides opportunity for that. Yeah. From there, it got dark. And so once it was, you know, pretty dark, we were like, all right, well, let's head back. So we ended up going to a grocery store, just like getting some stuff for dinner. And then some just firewood too. some firewood and yep. hanging out with Bill and Fu at their Airbnb for a little while. Yeah. Had some dinner. Was yeah. delicious. Yeah. And just like, you know, I brought my tarot cards and did everybody's cards, which right. is fun. Um, and this just, was so long ago. Yeah. I'm just like thinking about it and I'm like, oh my God, that feels time? like a different lifetime. It was. You did. You lived many lives in between then. I, clearly. But um, by now it's 2049. It's true. <laughs> we're just ticking by so, so quickly. Right. But yeah, so we were able to just like kind of relax. It was like such a nice way to like, I think for us too, especially after our two previous trips to national parks, 
we tend to hit the ground running and hit it pretty hard. This was not that. This was like a very slow burn and like just kind of like a very nice introduction and courtship yes. with this park through the experience of others right. who love it who and love who it. were so excited to share it with us. Fu, especially because you had talked to her, knew sort of our approach to mm-hmm. exploring national parks. And she's like, oh, I'm very excited for you to have a different experience <laughs> yes, here. Exactly. This is not going to be that. Yeah. Just be prepared. Yeah. And I was really, really happy about that. Yeah. But that said, there were some hiking trails that we wanted to do that we wanted to do. And we did identify one that evening to do the next day. And that was 49 Palms. And with that, let's take a break. Welcome to Drag Corner. Please welcome to the stage. Sarah Dessert. <laughs> you got to kind of come say up it? with that. In Joshua Tree? I don't know. We did... This was a time before we started to, like, label the parks that we were in Mm -hmm. when we were coming up with these things. So I had to kind of, like, use deductive reasoning. I found where Proxima Thirsty was on the list, and then... (laughs) Well, who went? And that was Yosemite. No, that was, like, Sequoia. Coming back from Sequoia. Yeah. That's what it was. Sarah Dessert. Sarah, you got to kind of say it like you're drunk. Sarah Sarah Dessert. Sarah Dessert. Sarah Dessert. It's similar to, like, Sarah Problem. Yeah. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sarah Dessert. Sarah Dessert. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I think she's a Candyland queen. Well, who's the character in Candyland that's like, is it Princess Lollipop? Like Something from like the, that. The Candyland board. Like like, do you I know? I feel like she looks to her for inspiration for her outfits. Do you know that um, there there's a new like candy competition show called Candyland? Oh, no. And it's hosted by Kristen Chenoweth. Oh. I'm like... <laughs> Yes. I practically have Chenowothian body fat. (laughs) It's just all confection, right? Okay. You were quoting difficult people. I was. (laughs) You said it was Chenowethian. Chenowethian. (laughs) My my body fat is Chenowethian. It's practically Chenowethian. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I do feel like she draws inspiration from Candyland. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. And I I guess like... Thinking about that board game I just I really do I'm here for that aesthetic oh yeah oh so down like the colorful the bright yes. the like all like that was like all... my favorite board game as a kid I loved that board yeah. game what was the what was the like the villain or the bad he place? was licorice he was like yes. and there was the peppermint forest and he Love was real the... tall mm-hmm. there was also someone that was like a little bit like of a shorter like kind of like uh, David the Gnome yeah was it Princess I feel like Princess Marshmallow or somebody. Something like that. Anyway, she also draws inspiration from, I feel like, the California Girls video, Katy Perry. Well, I mean, that was also very Candyland. Oh, well, that was that sort of thing. It's Princess Lolly. Princess Lolly. I was right. However, (laughs) however, my, the character I'm thinking of that I, I remember playing this game going like, oh my God, I am her was um, Queen Frostine. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's who I was thinking of. Queen Frostine. Queen Frostine. Also characters like Plumpy, Mr. Mint, Plumpy. Jolly, Lord Licorice, Grandma Nut, mm-hmm. and Gloppy. Gloppy. Gloppy was like the purple blob creature, right? Right, right. Yeah. I remember associating that game with Shoots and Ladders. Like, I see, I never played Shoots and Ladders. I had Candyland and Shoots and Ladders. My mom played, my mom and I played all the time, mm. all the time, and it was mm. like Candyland was first, and then we'd go to shoots. Like you, I was never playing just one; it was always both. 
Not Got at it. the same time, but one right after the other. Mm-hmm. So anyway, back to Sarah Dessert. Sarah Dessert. <laughs> our, she draws our, inspiration. Because uh, that's all we've been doing. Today. From Candyland. Yeah. I feel like her outfit aesthetic is actually like, oh, I'm going to use candy to create my like outfits. Yeah. Totally. Oh, I 100%. like that. Like, I like that. The, um, the dot wallpaper. Like I feel like she has created an outfit from that. Um, Isn't oh I love that and yeah. sort of don't like, you love eating paper Willy Wonka that's the best type of candy right <laughs> maybe she has like maybe her signature cocktail is like a snozberry cocktail oh, or something like got that. it I like that too yeah I'm yeah. into that what's her merch what is oh. she looks like I just got a delivery <laughs> <laughs> that scared me I think she probably has like handbags in the shape of like either peppermints oh. or like. Something like that. Yes, I feel like that that tracks for her. Yeah. And also necklaces that maybe look like candy necklaces, but actually aren't candy necklaces. Oh, why does why not candy necklaces? Okay, Just fine. go for it. Candy, candy necklaces. necklaces. Also, welcome to the stage. Candy, candy necklace. necklace. <laughs> <laughs> She's the queen that is her assistant that yep. sells her merch. Candy go. necklace. Candy necklace and Sarah dessert. I know. Um, what song does she sing? Oh, is it I Candy mean, Girl? <laughs> I she could do that. Mm-hmm. She could also do um Sugar. Think, yeah. Which is like not it's like a Motown song. It's that not. is the Motown song. I was also thinking like Build Me a Buttercup. Mm-hmm. Uh there's also um She has a lot to choose from. She does, she does, with this sort of candy dessert mm-hmm. sort of world. Um Candy by Mandy Moore. Oh. <laughs> well yeah, there we go. Certainly yeah, that. Hello. Certainly that. Yeah. So. So Sarah Dessert, I think she might be my favorite queen we've ever done. So far. So far. Well, you know, I'm just putting this out into the world. At Mm -hmm. some point, um, Mike is going to illustrate all of the queens that we have ever come up with. And it will be a coffee table book. A coffee table book. That you can flip through and Mm -hmm. you can like identify each queen. Right. Yeah. And there'll be a QR code that will take you to her merch page (laughs) where you can buy Oh my God, that's a great idea. That's a great idea. Yep. Or a QR code that will take you to like a charity that you can donate like as that. like uh, that pairs nicely with that queen. Um, so please join us in welcoming to the stage, Sarah Dessert. So it's Sunday morning and it's Easter Sunday. Sunday. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know. Uh, that's some Stephen Sondheim mm-hmm. for you. In the park with George. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we were in, in the, the park, park with, with 49 Palms. <laughs> right. It was April 1st. Mm-hmm. Right. Because there was a big joke that I wanted to play. Right. That was like, I was like, I think I had a ring on at the time. And right. I was going to be, and we were going to post a photo of a ring and be like, oh, Dusty proposed. <laughs> and you're like, let's not do that to I was people. like, I don't <laughs> think that's a good idea. Yeah. I was like, because, oh my God. Okay. Hold on. All right, I'm back, and I have a, a very aggressive uh, delivery driver. Delivery driver, mm-hmm. which is which is great. It is great. They wanted to make sure that we got our packages. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the reason I was like, this is probably not a good idea because, like, you know, it's one of those situations where a lot of people are like, oh, two gay people who get along, they should mm-hmm. just be married. Right? You know what I mean? Right. I was like, no, I think that will just confuse <laughs> people. Right. Who already think this. Who already think this. So, right. Yes. Right. So my my pratfalls were squashed. <laughs> what else is new? 
Um, but anyway, we um, we did decide to hike this hike, the 49 Palms Oasis hike. Bill and Fu were like, listen, we're going to sleep in. They weren't on spring break. We just happened, you know, we were. So we're like, this is our weekend. So we're going to take our Sunday and just like take the day and, and get lazy in the morning. So we're going to meet and hike this other hike, which we're going to talk about in our next episode. We'll meet you guys at like 9 10 o'clock um, right so we we'll get breakfast and then we'll do that left very early right. in order to do this 49 palms hike mm-hmm. surprise shock right in awe yeah. that we got up early right also having a day of just like ease the day before i think it was easier for yeah, us to get certainly. up early but we really did hope that we were going to get some more hiking in at joshua tree but obviously because we arrived a little later than we expected on Saturday that just didn't happen. So I think that was part of the reason that we were like, no, we definitely want to hike this 49 Palms. And we wanted to explore the park a little bit more. We knew we were going to have like most of the morning and afternoon with uh, Fu and Bill to do that. But this was like, yeah, let's actually like do an adventure solo, especially because I think we were like, we'll probably be up and ready considering we were on a different time zone and a little jet laggy. Oh yeah. And we were, it was very easy to be like up and about (laughs) by 6am that day. Yeah. Basically, you have to, like, to get to 49 Palms, you are not starting from within the park. You do not enter through the entrance. You do not go to the visitor center. You directly pass go. You do not collect $200. You drive down Highway 62, essentially. And there's an access road that dips you into the park and, like, has a parking lot for the 49 Palms Oasis. Um, So that's what you had to do. Um, So you basically do that and you know the map on the map it looks like it's super close but oh yeah deceiving (laughs) that map is not to scale it is deceiving right and so it looked like you know just a little bit of a jaunt out but wrong it was a long drive like 15 minutes i think it was also yeah yeah it was like from the entrance station yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. so we you know part of the reason to get up early too was to kind of obviously have enough time to meet Fu and bill but also we wanted to try to shower before we checked out of the Airbnb. Right. It was kind of like, we didn't pack anything up. We only took out what we needed, but we wanted to make sure that we had the time to get back because we were only there for a night. When we get to 49 Palms Oasis, I think we both thought we probably had a pretty good view of the park, all of its surrounding from Jumbo Rocks the night before. Right. Psych. <laughs> Psych. Right. If for real. Yeah. Because... I loved this trail. Yeah, it was really, this really is great. Such a great trail. I was gonna say little trail. It's not really little. Well, I think it in I total mean, it's, it's not, about three miles round, something like three that. Three miles round yeah. trip. I do remember like getting on or I mean, I'm getting ahead of myself, but I do remember <laughs> thinking it felt longer than mm-hmm. A mile and a half out, mm-hmm. even though it essentially was right. You gain a lot of elevation at the start of this. Like yes. that is basically what happens. Like you are just like, like from the bottom to the top. Yeah. So um, you park by these, it looks like, you know, these gravel uh, mounds of rocks. Mm-hmm. And the first leg is, yeah, a lot of elevation. Yeah. And it's, you know, desert terrain and some rock around you. Mm-hmm. It's pretty barren. Like, there's not even a lot of, like, plant life. And what's there is, like, pretty dry. Right. Um, at least when we were there. Yeah. It was so early. I mean, the sun was, like, barely through the clouds at this point yeah. in time. So, like, temperature felt great. Mm-hmm. I remember a lot of this hike was along, like, to the left, like, while you're heading in, to the left is, like, a 
sweeping hill of like I think you're thinking to the right it was like more of the sweeping. well I feel like you were like it was on both but I felt like you were on the ledge of something sweeping right. to the left <clears throat> and then there was sort of an area that was like down to the right mm-hmm. and oh you know what I mean like yeah. a valley to the right yeah something like crawling upward to your left mm-hmm. I remember that vice versa but that's okay <laughs> well that's how it was on the way out right I think on the way out, the desert communities and the highway is to your left. And that's like the sweeping downward. I find that um, my photographic memory is... uh, Reverse sometimes. Often reverse. Yeah. And the mountains were kind of off to the right there. That's what I remember on the way out. It's reversed on the way back in. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Those are sort of two things that you're getting on both sides. Yeah. And again, For a lot of the hike. It's very brown. It's like a very mm-hmm. like sandy brown color. Like not a lot of like, again, not a lot of vegetation, not a lot of anything. But it was a great just like kind of way to experience what like hiking in a in this type of desert was like. Because it is so different. It, it's so different from like an arches um, or canyon lands where you're seeing a lot of red rock. This is very different sort of desert. We do gain most of that elevation on the first part of the trail. And there are definitely some like interesting desert plants that are there. They're oh, kind of yeah, sparse everywhere. And, like in between. But there's this like one type of cactus that almost looks like a bird's nest with like all red sort of like it was just red so it looked like a bird's nest of like red branches which was really cool so it was neat to kind of like take a minute and kind of like stop and and really appreciate what was happening and again this was like a very different sort of trip for us in this park because i do feel like even this trail while there were some strenuous parts to it i do feel like we just like kind of like took our time and it was like an easy sort of like sunday morning hike there was no rush or pressure we knew we were meeting people, but it wasn't like we were in a in a real big hurry. Right. Which is, I feel like, not that we were like that in other parks, but I do feel like there's more of an agenda a lot of the times. And this mm-hmm. park, it was kind of like, Meh, we have people that are helping we us do this. people who so, are with us. Yeah, exactly. Right. So eventually we start to descend a little bit. Like you get to this point where you start to head down um, off the ridgeline and it does get a little bit sandier here. It's a little bit more open like things start to level out a little bit more as you're going down and you start to see these palm trees in the distance. And what was yeah. funny was we were walking and we were walking and walking and like, I was like, well, are they, are we going to see like, cause it's called the 49 palms oasis. Right. And I was like, well, what kind of oasis is going to be like, right. you know, like I'm, you know, I'm imagining all of these kind of desert oasis that they, you know, you see in movies, They t- you talk about in school. It was like, well, what is this sort of, I always feel like there's this connotation that a desert oasis is going to be like plush and beautiful and surprising. And suddenly it's going to be like the swimming hole that's right. wonderful, right? And so I didn't know what we were in for mm-hmm. here. I remember getting so far out and we were like, we've got to be getting close right. and like we don't we're not we don't see it and then we looked up we were like oh there they are yeah. you could from about three quarters of a mile away we could see right the 49 palms right we're like oh that's them okay we're clearly headed over that way yeah and you do kind of like wind your way over there we get closer and there's definitely some more people so there were cars in the lot obviously before we got there so there were people that were out on the trail we definitely had someone that passed us at some point because we weren't moving super quick, 
But um, this person was clearly like, I'm running out here and then running back. And so you can start to see these people in the distance and you start to see the palm trees get bigger and bigger and bigger. You then get very close. And because of how the palms are, they are actually like sunken below the level of where you're coming in at them. So you actually kind of enter and you're at the height of the actual fronds of the palm Yeah, for some of them. And there are also just some shorter palm trees that are right there at the entrance. But the palms themselves are kind of like in this very like craggy stepped down area that's like kind of leveled off in different levels. Not naturally leveled off, not man-made by any means. Well, those people who had passed us when we arrived at 49 Palms, we didn't see them. Mm-hmm. We were like, oh, I wonder what happened to them. Yeah. They reappeared after a few minutes. Right. But yeah, because there's essentially we, because we got there and then I think we descended down some boulders to get mm-hmm. a little closer to like the base of the palms. Right. Where there was some water. Some standing water, yeah. And we sat there and Not like, as like plush as the movie. No, no. Yeah. But I think we sat there and like ate a snack or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. And then that was when we heard something and it was them. Right. And it's clear, too, that there are opportunities for you to go off trail here because we saw a lot of people that were climbing on things, going off trail. Like, honestly, the palms themselves are the terminal point of the trail. Um, and that's when you should head back. There were definitely signs to not go off trail. Right, right. But you know how well we all read signs. And so there were a lot of people that were kind of climbing in areas that probably shouldn't have been climbed in. I'm sure for either safety reasons for themselves or safety reasons for the ecology of that area. But it is honestly, talk about like a tranquility. Like it was such a different sort of like terminal point to like reach on a hike Whereas like sometimes we're like looking out over like a vista or like at the top, you know, mm-hmm. uh, of um, a mountain or there's an arch. Like this was just special because it was so different. Um, yeah. Yeah. I really liked the solitude that the trail provided mm-hmm. at the beginning in order to get to this ending place. Mm-hmm. Like it was very, like it's definitely a trail to go on if you're like, let me I want to return back to a deeper part of myself Mm -hmm. like it's definitely a trail I would recommend if you say wanted to go on a meditative walk where you said you know I want to just head into one place and just participate in nature in that way yeah that's what I remember about it is that that's what it gave at least us that day so just sort of like was low pressure but also I'd say deeply spiritual Mm -hmm. in a nice, in a way that I didn't expect. Mm -hmm. Like I thought we were, you know, we're going to go out and we're going to do a trail in the way that we usually do a trail. Right. But this one was, um, was special in that way. Let's put the 49 Palms Oasis trail on the Karen Stone scale. I'm going to go with, a three. That's my inclination too. Uh, because it is, I can't remember if it's going in or coming out. There's a little bit of an incline, mm-hmm. but that's about it. Yeah. That's really about it. Yeah. That's my inclination too, is to definitely um, say a three. It, it is a peaceful hike and there yes. is a little bit of like a little bit of endurance that you have to have for a little it, bit. but 
other than that, no. It's nice. Nice and easy. So, six out of 20 Karen Stones. And now let's end this episode with some Jeopardy-style trivia. Mike, would you like to start for us today? I would, and guess what? What? I have two Jeopardies. (gasps) Well, maybe we can go back and forth then. Great. Great. So the first one is called 49 Blank Trail. So in this, here's what I've done. I've taken the the word palms, and I've created words from it. And I'm going to give you a clue, and you have to just name the type of trail. Got it. Does that make sense? That makes sense. Great. All right. For 100. Santas, strippers, races are all things I might encounter when hiking on the 49 blank trail. So this is an this anagram. Word, this is a word. That's anagram from that's palms. That's an anagram from palms. And it doesn't use all of the letters. Oh, okay. Laps. That's correct. <laughs> Great. For 200. Tiffany, kerosene, and piano are all types of these things I would discover when hiking the 49 blank trail, among many others, of course. What is lamp? Yes. What are lamps? Lamps. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mercator, Miller, and Cassini are all people I may encounter on my hike on the 49 blank trail, but I don't think they would like each other very much or come to much of an agreement for that matter. What are maps? That's correct. Endo, proto, and ecto are all types of this, things I would undoubtedly find on the 49 blank trail. Well, I want to say skeletons, but that's <laughs> not true. Exoskeleton is true. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, but it's ecto, not exo. Yeah. Uh, oh, I don't know. What is plasm? Endoplasm, ectoplasm, protoplasm. That That's should have probably right. been our 500, because you'll get this one for sure. No, that all sounds familiar yeah. to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And tube, solid state, and modeling are all types of these, which I would find on the 49 blank trail. Is it an art product? No. Very musical. I don't know. Involving sound. No. What are amps? They're all types of amps. A tube amp. A solid state amp? Mm -hmm. According to the internet. (laughs) Oh, I don't know that I don't know your amp. A modeling amp? I've never used this phrase before. Well, there you go. That's my, I mean, I guess I'm limited as a sound engineer. So the 49 blank trail. Okay, great. great. Are you ready for my Jeopardy? I am. Okay, I'm here worried we go. that maybe this Jeopardy is the second one I wrote, but okay, go ahead. Well, we'll see. Yep. This Jeopardy is called 1987. Great, it is. <laughs> okay, it's called, um, so U2's iconic album, Joshua, Joshua Tree, was released in 1987. Great. In this category, you'll need to identify the hit song from 1987 based on the clues. Oh, okay. Are you ready? Yes, it's a song from 1987, not necessarily a U2 song. It's not a U2 song. Great. It's a song from 1987. None of these are U2 songs. Great. Are you ready? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, great. For 100, little did Whitesnake know that on their album called 1987, they would be releasing their signature song, which would be used at high school graduations for the next decade and beyond. What is pour some sugar on me? (laughs) Oh, incorrect. No. (laughs) No, I don't think that's the answer. Um... I don't know. <laughs> Can you name a white snake song? Pour some sugar. No, that is not white snake. What is cherry pie? <laughs> no. Oh, I didn't think. That. Well, I mean, I, I don't hope have this it. isn't a hard category for you. Um, it is. Uh, 
Here I go again oh. on my own. Okay. Here I go again. Okay. By White Snake. There we go. Yeah. Uh, she's like on the car. Yeah. You know, okay. All right. I do know. I know the music video. Okay, great. Okay, moving on to 200. <laughs> you ready? <laughs> yes. This iconic 80s rock tune was first released on Def Leppard's Hysteria album and features lyrics like, I'm hot, sticky, sweet from he- my head down to my feet. <laughs> what is for some sugar? <laughs> That's <on me>? right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, look, look, I knew. I knew it was in there some... I couldn't tell you, like, the the band necessarily, but I guess I have to. You never... No, no, no. You don't have to identify the band. No, I know, but I'm just Just saying, like... Anyway, these are songs I know, but I... You know. I know. I thought I, I thought I picked songs you'd know. Great. Here we go for 300. In addition to Little Lies, Fleetwood Mac included this other song on their Tango in the Night album, which would later be featured and performed on a hit FX series. What is Seven Wonders? You know it. Tango in the Night is a great album, by Ain't the way. Ain't it though? Oof, Ain't it though? So good. 400. Mm-hmm. Who knew that with the release of their album Appetite for Destruction that Guns N' Roses would also be releasing one of the most popular karaoke songs of all time, at least among women who frequent the Jersey Shore. Oh, gosh. I'm like blanking on Guns, my Guns N' Roses. Roses. I know. Um, it's not November Rain, that's for sure. Nope. <laughs> um, I don't know why, but Bon Jovi has just entered into my head and I can't get it out. Nope. It's not. It is not. Um, I don't know. I'm really struggling what is sweet child of mine? There we go. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Okay, finally. Doing real bad with my classic rock right now. Are you ready? Yeah. If you walk into any musical theater audition room that has asked for a rock ballad, more likely than not, you will probably hear this power ballad from over half the actors auditioning and was originally featured on Hart's Bad Animals album. Is it What About Love? <laughs> Incorrect. <laughs> no. No. Um. Oh my gosh, I'm really, really having a hard time Till today. Now, <laughs> I've only got my on my own. Nope. I, I'm, I. The struggles are real today. There we go. How do I get? What is alone? alone? By heart? That is Oof. like. That, okay. Bad. Girl, I bad. gave you like I know. I did terrible. Immediate like song that is associated with all those bands. I did terrible. I guess my like okay. 80s hair metal knowledge is not great. Well, I have to say like, I got two. 1987 was the year for 80s hair metal. I, I guess mean, so. Yeah. I was 3 at the time. I 300. I had <laughs> just joined the party at the time. Yeah. All right. Well, here's Jeopardy round two for me. I'm ready. This is Psalm 49 Oasis. Okay. This is all clues from Psalm 49. So I'll be reading you um, part of the psalm and there'll be a From the Bible? Oh, from the Bible, girl. Oh, okay. (laughs) Great. Well, I mean, how do you not, how do I resist that wordplay of 49 palms and 49 psalms? I'm I don't know. Okay, cool. I'm here. (laughs) From the Bible? I'm ready for it. Ready? Hear this, all you peoples. Listen, all who live in this world, both low and high, and this class disparity often described in wedding vows. What is poor? And? What is richer or poorer? There we go. There you go. 
For 200, my mouth will speak words of wisdom. The utterance from my heart will give understanding. I will turn my ear to a proverb and the this stringed instrument common at upscale brunches and spas will expound my riddle. What is lyre? No, I'm kidding. What is the harp? That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> Why should I feel the evil? For, for 300. 300. Why should I fear when evil days come, when wicked deceivers surround me, those who trust in their wealth and boast of their great riches? No man can redeem the life of another or give to God a this Mel Gibson movie where playing a movie star, his son is kidnapped from him. What is Ransom? That's correct. (laughs) I'm nailing this. You are doing great. You're loving your Bible trivia. For all can see that for 400. For 400. For all can see that the collective name for Melchior, Gaspar, and Balthazar die. The foolish and the senseless alike perish and leave their wealth to others. It's either the wise men or the Manchai. What is the wise men? Great. Great. And last. Like Dolly, this famous clone, they are destined for the grave and death will feed on them. The upright will rule over them in mourning. Their forms will decay in the grave, far from their princely mansions. Um, what is sheep or a lamb? You did it! I Look did. at you! I Wonderful. Know. And that's the 49... What? That's Psalm 49 Oasis. This has been Gaze at the National Parks, the podcast, and we're here to remind you to hike early and hike often, and that adventure is always out there. Gaze at the National Parks was created and is hosted by Dustin Ballard and Michael Ryan. To see images from this episode, follow our Instagram at Gaze at the National Parks. To contact us, email us at gaze at the National Parks at gmail.com. And to find out more about Joshua Tree National Park and the other parks talked about on the show, visit our website gaze at the national parks.com that's gaze g-a-z-e all original artwork featured on instagram and on our website is by michael ryan all original music was written by dave seaman and performed by dave seaman mariella klinger and sean Sklios. our music producer is skylar fortgang this episode was edited by dustin ballard we would also like to acknowledge that while recording this episode that we were on the traditional and stolen lands of the lenape people also known as middlesex county new jersey Thank you.